Welcome to the Medical Management Podcast, a podcast focused on helping you level up your practice. Through interviews with some of the most successful leaders in the industry, we help uncover resources, tools, and ideas to help you level up your practice. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy today's program. Hello, and welcome to the Medical Management Podcast. Excited to be back. I'm your host, Jesse Arnoldson. And I am returning with Zeke Cook of Salt Lake City, Utah. Welcome back, Zeke. Hey, thanks, Jesse. Glad to be back. Yeah. We talked in our last episode, Zeke, about your company, Swell, and its efforts to help medical practices and dental practices engage with their patients. You spent a lot of time on reviews, but I know that there's a whole lot more to your service package and to your company than simply reviews. Even reviews would be enough, but there's a whole lot more exciting stuff to talk about. So I wanted to give you a chance to tell us a little bit more about Swell. Why Utah? Tell me a little bit about why you guys decided to create your company there in Salt Lake. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm a transplant to Utah. My partner is from Linden, Utah, which is south of Salt Lake by, by maybe 45 minutes or so. I myself is from Southern California, so just north of LA. But um, I was actually working out here in Utah with another software company who had pulled me from the West Coast here. And that's where I met my partner here in what they call the Silicon Slopes. Um, <laughs> I like that. The... Uh, the reality is, is Utah over the last you know, 10 years or so has really created this really cool ecosystem of startups. So it's, you know, I think Salt Lake is still the fastest growing kind of venture hotspot uh, in the country, specifically when it comes to software and, and software as a service. Right. And we just found that, you know, with the, the amount of, of interest and, and venture that's coming in the area is obviously bringing a ton of attention. We found that the business, the state itself is very business friendly. And so unlike states like California, which I, I, I love California, it's my home, right. but it's not the most business friendly place specifically for a startup. And there's you know, obviously there's challenges there. And so we settled on starting Swell here in Utah, even though the name of the, the business is Swell, <laughs> which comes from the California roots. But uh, ultimately, <laughs> yeah, that's how we ended up. We ended up in Utah here in this, the Silicon Slopes. It's been really positive. There's a ton of universities we've been able to hire some unbelievable talent from kind of the four major universities here. And it's, it's, been, it's been awesome. That's fantastic. I love it. Zeke, you know, you gave us an introduction to Swell last time. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about what you mean by patient engagement, getting patients more engaged with your practice? Yeah, that's a great question. So I know last episode, we talked a little bit about mainly the review side of things and how we help practices get more reviews, which helps them get better visibility and credibility and help them get chosen over, you know, the competitors down the street, let's say. But the reality is, is like, I think patient engagement is a pretty broad term. And historically, patient engagement is primarily just meant appointment reminders and confirmations. And, you know, there's a lot more to patient engagement than that, in our opinion. So, you know, with Swell, we offer additional tools beyond the review generation and monitoring side. We believe that, you know, patient engagement includes like engaging where patients actually spend most of their time, which is a lot of times on social media sites. So one of our main products that has been adopted and gets used tremendously by healthcare practices is our messenger platform. And really what that is, is it's a high powered inbox that uh, consolidates, you know, Facebook uh, chats, Google uh, messages, text messages, web chats, and basically brings that all into one consolidated inbox. 
So there's a term out there, you're like omni-channel. It's an omni-channel inbox. It's bringing in all the places that your customers or patients might be you know, spending their time on and allowing you now to see all that in one pane of glass and to right. assign those conversations to other team members or respond back using templates or automation. Um, but we're trying to we're trying to meet the patients where they are and not just require them to pick up the phone and call you know, the practice, which is the old school way of doing business. I love it. I love it. It makes me think back to the office. I don't know if you're you're a fan, but there's an episode where Ryan, the the temp, has created a social media, like omni social media thing called Wolf, where he hits a thing and it faxes and posts and tweets and all this kind of sends a phone call. And that's it kind of brings it back. But yeah, it's the opposite. It brings it all into one inbox here at the clinic, right? Yep, absolutely. You know, that's that's spot on. That's exactly that's a that's a good analogy there. <laughs> I love it. Good. Tell me what have been some different things that you have tried with Swell that maybe haven't worked, but you've learned more about how patients like to be engaged and what has that evolved into your current services? Yeah. I mean, when we first started Swell, we thought that like engagement should be like immediately after an appointment. So a patient comes in, they have their treatment or their consultation, they leave and we're like, let's get them while they're hot. Let's get them right after they leave the practice. That's right. when they're going to be most excited to engage. And we've We've learned that that is not the case. When people come to the practice and they have their treatment or their consultation, they leave, the last thing they want to be doing is still worrying about the practice. So what we find is that people want to get back to their day, right? They want to get back to getting back to work. They want to go back to their kids. They want to get back to whatever it is they spend most of their days doing. And so we find that the, you know engaging immediately after the, after the appointment ended up not being a great thing. We found that, you know, engaging typically after standard working hours when people are, you know, drinking a cold one, watching the game, or, uh, you know, that that's the window that we find that people actually are more appreciative of, of some kind of engagement via text or email. And, you know, data proves that we've seen open rates and click through rates and engagement rates and review rates all back up that that premise. Definitely one of the things that we've learned. And then, you know, there's a, you know, we've learned a lot, I'll be honest, you know, there's some things yeah. that we've done in the past that were like, hey, that probably wasn't the greatest idea. Or we've let practices use swell in ways that we're like, I don't know if that's a great idea. And it's not ended up being so great for them. Yeah. Uh, but there are, you know, one, one of them is a great example of this. And this is probably opening up a can of worms. But we have in the past worked with a, a very few amount of cannabis companies um, oh, yeah. that were using swell for like reviews and engagement and things like that. And I honestly don't know much about the industry personally, so I'm not I'm not an expert in the cannabis world. Yeah. Uh, so I can't speak about you know the FTC laws and things like that. But <laughs> it turns out that you can't solicit or even include anything related to cannabis in text messages. So any type oh. of B to C text messages it basically violates FTC requirements. And so we ended up getting a notification saying like, hey, you got you know because they're being sent from our system yeah. that we're violating these laws. And we're like, oh no, oh no, that's <laughs> oh, <crap."> terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, didn't, we were like looking into it right away. I'm like, oh no, do I have to hire an attorney to look into specifically? Turns out it wasn't as big of a thought, but we didn't know. Lesson learned. Uh, probably not the greatest fit for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That leads to another question. How did you decide? to maybe trim down and just focus on healthcare related companies? Yeah, it's, really, it's actually a really good question. It was because um, you got lawyers coming after you on all the other. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, yeah, we, no, we, we actually, when we started the company about five years ago, we said, okay, we're not just going to be everything to everybody. We're not just going to build a platform that we think we can sell to every type of business. We thought, hey, we want to be the best at what we do. And that means we want to have the best integrations, meaning that we need to know the landscape of the environment we're in. So we decided, okay, let's start in healthcare. 
And in healthcare, where do we start? Well, to be honest with you, we started in pharmacy. My partner, mm. Drew, his background was actually in the pharmacy space. And he, he had some, you know, some, some good insight there. We thought that was going to be this, the industry that took off the fastest. And honestly, it was terrible. We had a really yeah. hard time trying to pitch this idea to pharmacists, specifically, you know, what we consider like independent pharmacies that were trying to compete against Walgreens and CVS and all the big box players. That was our, our, our first pitch in the healthcare space was specifically pharmacy, uh, the pharmacy space. And it didn't go well. Honestly, it was slow. We were like, hey, what's going on here? And we kind of fell backwards in the dental. We ended up landing a couple of dental practices early on. And next thing we know, we just have dental practices calling us directly. So, you know, we're working, we're working yeah. basically out of our, out of our garage or basements at this point. And all of a sudden the phone starts ringing and then, you know, a couple months go by. And next thing we know, I'm all of a sudden, you know, from knowing nothing in the dental space to probably being able to execute a tooth extraction at that point, because <laughs> we, we quickly adopted so many dentists in such a short period of time, we ended up spending about two years just developing the dental space. Yeah. And then from there, it opened up additional verticals. And now, obviously, we're serving, you know, dozens of different sub verticals in the healthcare space. But yeah, we, we honestly just kind of picked one, tried it and fell, fell backwards in another and that one took off. And then as we kind of continue to grow and evolve, we learned, you know, the ins and outs of the, the kind of the nuances that take place in between these, you know, these specialty dental verticals, which are very different yeah. from pediatrics to dental to cosmetic surgery to ophthalmology, they all operate very differently and, and they all use different technologies as EHR platforms. So it's been really interesting, but also really fun and, and educational from my perspective. I love it. I love it. If the company, if the current state of the company was the same as how you started, I'd probably be a little bit more worried like that. that <laughs> it's good to see a learning organization. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell me, you know, what makes you guys different than let's say a normal, I, I would say one of the more traditional paths for a medical practice to solicit reviews is they tack it on to the end of a patient satisfaction survey. Why are you guys different and how do you accomplish, because a lot of practices are required to have a patient satisfaction survey still go out to at least mm -hmm. some patients. Why are you different from a more of a patient sat survey focused company? What, what makes it different? Yeah, I mean, it's funny because we actually offer the same solutions. So we offer private feedback, NPS, right. patient surveys through our platform. I mean, that's something that we do. And we have a lot of practices that leverage that, you know, that specific toolbox, which is included in our in our subscription. But where we're a little bit different in our methodology here is that, you know, it goes kind of back to the theme of the last conversation or last episode around convenience. If you're going to ask somebody to do something, specifically a patient, to give you feedback, you got to make it as convenient as possible for them to do that. So everything that we do is typically text first. We find that people engage with text primarily than, um, in a quicker response than an email. Open rates are significantly higher via text message. And, and so the first thing is we're a text-based first organization. We offer email, but we definitely lead with text. The second is we know that there is such thing as feedback fatigue or survey fatigue. Right. And if you're like me and you get a survey and you're like, hey, take the survey and get 50 bucks at the end. You're like, okay, great. And then you're like 15 minutes into a survey and then you realize like, yeah, this is not worth $50. <laughs> and then you exit and, you know, at the end of the day, they don't get the rest of their answers. You don't get your 50 bucks and no one wins. It's yeah. kind of like we, yeah. We, yeah, we just don't think that that's a great, a great representation of the customer experience. And so right. our approach was one, we're not big fans of tacking on like 
a review solicitation after a survey because people already have survey fatigue. And it's unlikely for someone to leave all their feedback through this really in-depth survey. And then all of a sudden be like, okay, now I'm going to do the same thing again on Google or Facebook or health grades right. or whatever the review site is. It's just not a great experience and no, no one wants to do that. And so we like to break those up and that can be broken up in many ways. It might be like the day of the appointment, they might get a review invite. And then a week later, they might get the survey or vice versa. Or maybe it's this appointment type sends out surveys and this appointment type sends out review requests. You know, there's a million different ways you can kind of use our solution specifically to trigger off whether it's a public survey, which is AKA an online review or a private survey, you know, and that's, that's really, really what it comes down to is if you break it up, it'll seem like a lot less work to your patients than trying to string it along with, Hey, you're almost done. Now you got to leave us a review on Google, which is, I'm sure you've, you've looked at this before. You, you, you've yeah. been in the space for a long time. It, it doesn't yield great results, unfortunately. It doesn't. You can watch it almost like a funnel and you start with you know 100 people. And by the time you get through the amount of people that are willing to start the survey, finish the survey, yes, leave a review, actually go and do it, dwindles down to like a 1% or less. And yeah. it's so painful to watch that. And you know you're giving a good experience and you know your patients want to, but it's absolutely understandable when I'm on the other side of it and I'm clicking through my 18th question, I'm done. You know, even if it is $50 for a 15 minute survey, like minute 14, I abandon it. I'm like, I'm out. I can't, I can't take it anymore. <laughs> and so I get it. Yeah. At that point, how, how real and authentic are those responses anyways, right? Now they're just no. trying to get through the survey. Are you actually getting valuable data or people just clicking buttons so they can get their reward or just yeah. get o- with the survey over with, right? Yeah. So even those that finish, you've tainted your your actual I, I would think so. I mean, I'm, I'm one of those people. Yep. The survey's too long or it takes me too many clicks. I'm probably either out or I'm just clicking buttons at that point. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Zeke, anything else that you'd like to tell us just as we're closing here about Swell and your value add to a medical or dental practice? Yeah, I mean, thanks for giving me the opportunity, Jesse. You know, at the end of the day, we are all about really two things. It's helping acquire patients and it's helping retain patients. Those are the two things that we do really well. We do that by modernizing the way that these practices are engaging, whether it's engaging through Google reviews or Facebook reviews or whatever it might be, all the way to the point of someone even requesting an appointment or asking a question through our web chat or some other social media communication tool like uh, Google messaging, for example. We're all about making sure that practices are modernizing and staying current with the expectations of today's consumer. And so we offer tools that offer review generation to help build credibility, build brand awareness, build searchability online, tools like web chat, which, you know, I'm shocked today at how many practices don't leverage some type of form for a website visitor to start a conversation. Um, It's just, I mean, that, that level we're, we're in 2021, we're coming, we're post COVID. Well, I wouldn't say post COVID now because apparently we're still in the thick of it. But know, the reality right? is, <laughs> the reality is, is that practices have, at some point have to find a way to modernize this. The expectation is if you hit a website, you can communicate with somebody without having to dial a phone number. And we want to provide those simple tools, which are really easy to implement, really easy to manage. They don't take a lot of bandwidth to stand up. They definitely don't take a lot of bandwidth to manage on the back end from a user perspective, but it's just these little things that are going to be the difference maker for practices that are trying to, to stay relevant versus those that are going to end up getting left in the dust. And right. you know, this applies to both independent single location practices 
all the way up to, you know, the multi-location healthcare systems. They're going to have to find a way to adapt to today's consumer expectations. Absolutely. Zeke, thank you for being on. I absolutely appreciate your insight and all the interesting, unique things that Swell does. It's exciting to, like I told you on, on the break, it's exciting to talk about success in this area because for so long, myself and other administrators and, and doctors have tried our, our hardest to engage patients in, in reviews. And, and I've never had a really big win in this area until we you know partnered up with Swell. Kudos to you guys. Hey, thanks, Jesse. Well, I'm thrilled to be on here with you. A uh, big fan of the podcast. And if there's, you know, if there's anything we can do to help you and your, your listeners, we would love the opportunity to do that. Absolutely. And remind me again, one more time, the website for Swell is? Yeah, swellcx.com. So Swell, just as it sounds, S-W-E-L-L, C is in Charlie, X is in x-ray.com. Perfect. And for a link to Swell's website and also to MedMans, check out the show notes for anything else that Swell and MedMan does. Zeke, thanks for coming on. Everybody else, thank you. And we'll see you next time. Thanks, Jesse. Thanks for tuning in to the Medical Management Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's featured guest. For the show notes, transcripts, resources, and everything else MedMan does to help you level up, be sure to visit us at medman.com. Thank you.